Hello, Special Effects people and Beatbox fans. I'm sure you've noticed that I haven't uploaded an episode in a long time. Special Effects was a passion project for me, an opportunity for me to dive into one of my biggest obsessions and to showcase my journalism skills in the process. As it turned out, Special Effects did its job. While I was working on the final batch of episodes, I caught the eye of some professional podcast people and they wanted to pay me to do what I had been doing for free as part of Special Effects. And that was hard to say no to. Special Effects has been on an indefinite hiatus since I moved and started a new job and really a new phase of my life as a professional podcast person. Next thing you know, two years have passed, the world is experiencing a global pandemic, and all my research is out of date. Episodes 7, 8, and 9 of Special Effects were going to be about the world champs, world beatbox camp, and the future of beatboxing. Those stories contain challenging themes like sexism, racism, cultural appropriation, and inclusivity, themes that the beatbox community has grappled with in the time since our last episode. In that time, there has been a very public incident of assault in the beatbox scene. Beatbox talk has rebranded as the beatbox community. Below basically ghosted the whole beatbox scene and didn't host a world championship in 2020. And Swiss Beatbox hosted the biggest beatbox event in history in the 2019 Grand Beatbox Battle. But there is just one woman on stage, and she was a judge, not a participant. So while the episodes I had been writing are out of date, and so we're not going to see them, I do have one last episode for you that addresses some of these topics, albeit in a different way. You might remember that back in the summer of 2019, when Special Effects was charting on Apple Podcasts and we had just launched, I hosted a launch party in a beatbox battle at the Bowery Electric in partnership with the American Beatbox Championships. It was an unbelievable night, an unforgettable time. There was tremendous music from Ghost, Exacto, Dr. Brick, and CTB, and a live podcast from our judging panel of Hershey, Chris Elise, and Mark Martin. This last episode is the live podcast we recorded that night. You'll hear us talk about sexism and hate in the scene, as well as more fun topics like choosing a stage name. I had a great time recording this podcast, and I'm very thankful for all the beatboxers who participated in the battle and in the podcast. You'll hear bits of performances from each of the four beatboxers who battled throughout the podcast, and of course, from all of our panelists. So for one last time, I'm Tani Levitt, and this is Special Effects. Make some noise for yourselves while I take a deep breath. So, on my left, we have Mark Martin. Thanks, Ima. He is the 2016 American Solo Beatbox Champ, one half of the amazing beatbox duo, Lightship Beatbox. He is an artist and music educator, all combined. I don't really understand. We're going to get into that. And most recently, you might have seen his amazing... We're going to. I don't understand. That's for you. That's why you're here, right? And you might have seen recently, he had an amazing TED Talk about why every single person in this room and in the entire world is a beatboxer. Make some noise for Mark Martin. What's up, y'all? Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah, I totally did. And I skipped Chris Elise, but I'm pretty sure I got this one down. Chris Elise is next. Make some noise for Chris Elise, y'all. Yeah. 
He is a world beatbox champion. Whoa. Whoa. In the world, people, in the world. As part of the tag team Spider Horse, he is also a full-time music educator. He is also a legend. He is also a mensch. Full stop. Full stop, a mensch. Mensch is like Jewish, Yiddish-ish for like a really stand-up guy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank I posted you. that on Instagram and I was wondering why you didn't respond and it's clear oh, that you didn't know bad. what that word meant. My bad. <laughs> wow, make some noise for Crystal Lee's, y'all. Mention a half. And finally, all the way on the left, on my left, on your right, we have Chelsea Chalmers, AKA Hershey. Yeah. She is a beatboxer, a DJ. She has performed at South by Southwest three years in a row. Whoa. I wanted to go to Southwest, uh, South by Southwest one year in a row, and I still haven't been able to do that. You've performed there three times in a row. Wow, unbelievable. You're also fifth, among, uh, fifth in the world among female beatboxers. Whoa. And Vice American Tag yeah. Team Champion. Make some noise for Hershey, y'all. Hello. Bia, 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 indeed. Bia, bia, bia. Oh, oh, that's one of the few noises I can actually make. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So actually, <laughs> yeah, fine, yeah. All right, so we're going to start with you, uh, Hershey. Yes. Hershey, I want to start with you. You know, we've got some serious questions, but I had to start with a funny one. For many years, BBK of Canadian fame has, oh, on your shirt even. <laughs> BBK of Canadian fame has been the king of the reaction, and it seems that you've been aiming at his title. Do you think that within the next year, you will be the queen of beatbox reactions? Um, first of all, BBK is his own human. He, he has his own, he's the president, all right? He has his own title. You can't come for that, all right? He's, 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 he's going highlight reel on Swiss beatbox. You can't beat that. I mean, yeah, no. Um, but he can be the king. I'll be the queen. That's fine. Okay. Okay. You can be the queen and watch oh, the yeah. queen conquer. Was that Nicki Minaj said? You can be the king and watch the queen conquer. conquer. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Okay. So I had I had to go there because I've been this has been bugging me for a while. Now, back to the serious stuff because we have serious things. Special Effects is a serious podcast and beatboxing is a serious art. That's kind of one of the reasons why I did this podcast is to show how committed these beatboxers are, how entrenched they are in this art, how much this art means to them as people. And we actually, this next question is about your stage name. And we run the gamut here on the panel. Hershey, you choose to have a stage name. Chris, you originally had a stage name. <laughs> And then chose to go by your given name. And Mark, as far as I know, you've only give, gone by your given name. No, 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 More research no, 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 to use your given name. I'm gonna go with everybody, don't worry. Why did you choose to go with your given name and not your stage name? We're gonna get to everybody here. Oh my goodness, hi everybody. Hi. Uh, so, <laughs> do I have to talk about this? Okay, that's fine. Uh, so, the name that I chose for myself when I was, <laughs> oh my gosh, when I was 14 years old was NYC Beatbox. And the reason, oh, yeah. the reason that I chose that name was because on humanbeatbox.com, which was a forum, and this was pre-YouTube, uh, I didn't know any other beatboxers from New York. 
I didn't meet Kid Lucky. I didn't meet Chesney Snow. I didn't meet Baba Israel. I didn't meet anybody yet, or Kenny or Raza or whatever, right? So I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm the I'm the beatboxer in New York, and like I didn't know I was like 14. And then what happened was I actually in 2010 Chesney Snow put on the first ever American Beatbox Championships. Shout out Chesney Snow. Chesney Snow. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And then I got into the top eight, but I didn't have a name, but my avatar's name was NYC Beatbox. So that got put in, and I was like, oh, man, this sucks. Like, this name is horrible. Like, I hate, I, I literally did not like it. So, but uh, I think Kid Lucky was the first one. It's like, yo, that name's mad dope. You got to keep that name. Because, like, if we one thing if you're whack, but, like, you're not. You're not whack. Like, you rep New York. I was like, oh, all right. And then a few of, well, it's just, it'd be one thing if I won, but I came dead last that year. And I had 30 no. people come out and it was hor like my friends from college were like, you too, you did a good job. And I was like, well, I'm sorry you all wasted your money to come see me. At the time, my dad was like, you should practice more. I was like, you're right. So I did. Um, and then a few years later, my friend Mike Larry was like, you know, you should just, shout out to Mike Larry Draw. MikeLarryDraw.com. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Plug everything. Plug. That's what Special Effects is for. Plug well, everything. Mike was like, yo, why don't you just be yourself? Because like you don't have to be somebody that you're not because everybody's spending enough time trying to be something that they're not. So just be who you are. And I was like, oh, damn. Brilliant. So I just decided to use my name. Cause, and so that kind of launched me into a journey of figuring out what it is I want. Uh, and what is and who is uh, who do I want to be in the world? So The answer was Chris Elise. Yeah, exactly. Wow. We're going to come back to you because I want to finish with you because that's new information I don't know. Hershey, why do you perform under a stage name? Why do you perform under Hershey? This is brilliant with the mic. Well, for the longest time, yeah. I was trying to find my name, right? And I've gone through some, am I allowed to swear? Yes. Bullshit names. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> I went through uh, DJ Tsunami. That was taken by 5,000 other white DJs. I went through DJ Chelsea Station. What, what the fuck was that? I don't know. Um, I gotta laugh about that. That's and then one day I was like, damn, I'm never gonna find my name. Because I've been beatboxing since I was 11 and DJing since I was 14. So this is like, I'm 14. I'm like, I need to get my, my name. And then my friend was eating a Hershey's candy bar. No. Yep. Oh. And she bit off so the Y, and I stared at it like this for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys at home who are listening could see what she did with the mic right there. Yeah, that was good. I flopped it over on the side, and then <laughs> I was looking at. <clears throat> this is gonna be terrible was, audio. I'm gonna have such trouble editing. It's so I'm fun so right sorry. now. No, it's all me. And I said, her, she. And then we both kind of looked at it and I'm like, <laughs> that's pretty gay. Yeah. And I was like, it just like, it was a light bulb moment that just kind of clicked in my head. And I was like, oh shit, that's me. And I was like, her, she. <sighs> wow. Yeah, that's my name. And that's, oh, and that's what brilliant. it was from there. I actually had to pay her because we both, saw, she said that she came up with the idea with me. So I had to pay her $50 for the name at the time. For, for, it's real, it's real. It's real. Some friends So I had to buy her out of the name, trademark. Well, it's yours now. It's mine now. And damn it, I have the Instagram IG. It's official. Yeah. 
Oh my goodness. Mark, why do you perform under Mark? And what was your name beforehand? <laughs> so, for those of you who know, before I was myself, I was Mandible. Yeah. M-A-N-D-I-B-U-L, which is a nickname for Majaw. And so basically what had happened is I, I was, you know, searching for a name. And I was like, well, this is something someone calls me. So I, I used it. And 2015 was the first time I got into the American Champs. And I was madly unprepared. And I got my butt kicked by Mike Lackey. And in the battle, what did you say? Mike Lackey. Mike Lackey, Mike Lackey draws.com. <laughs> so <laughs> what, what happened is, um, you know, I, I was unprepared. So I, I said all this like funny stuff to him trying to rile him up. And he was just kind of like, mm-mm. And so he called me out and he's like, dude, I thought I was battling Mark Martin. I didn't realize I was battling someone else because I was just doing what was popular at the time. And I felt my heart break. And I looked back at the judges and they all like averted eyes. And I was like, oh, no. It's this, the ultimate moment of shame of like, oh, don't even look at him. Oh, no, no. And I was just like, oh, that hurt. And so after that, I was like, man, I don't want to try to be someone else. It's like a similar thing. I was like, I, I felt like I was trying to create this persona of this thing that it was very ill-defined. So I was like, I just want to be myself. So my plan, I was like, for 2016, I'm just going to do what I think is dope. That was my only checks and balances. I'd sit there at a little notebook. I write things out and I was like, if this is dope, I'm going to do it. And then I won that year. So for me, that was like yeah. a, a, com a confirmation of oh. instead of trying to be a beatboxer, instead of trying to be an artist, I'm just going to be myself. And that has been the best thing possible for me. That's brilliant. Yeah. You know, one of the best things about being yourself is that the people you've known for time immemorial are going to, you know, stand behind you. And one of the amazing things about this event is that there are a number of people who have gone above and beyond and, and spent extra to support Special Effects, to support the beatboxing community. And so these people get extra shout-outs in the podcast. And so this first, oh, I'm serious. And this first question, I want to give a huge shout-out to Nino and Joyce, who have been my neighbors since I can't remember. Woo! Shout-out to Nino and Joyce. Nino and Joyce. Thank you. Seriously, they're back there somewhere. I can't see them. Right there. Amazing people, amazing supporters of Special Effects, amazing supporters of gonna lie to me. Oh, gonna lie to me anyway. Oh, gonna lie to me. Oh, gonna lie to me. So my next question for all three of you guys relates to how does beatboxing influence the rest of the things that you do? 
Uh, and and we're, I'm going to be specific. I know, I know it's big. So, Chelsea, I'm going to start with you. I'm sorry, Thank Hershey. Thank God, Hershey. because they're going to make me sound stupid if they go first, because they're so intelligent. No, okay, oh. so, so I'm going to ask all my questions first, and I want to say that this is shout-out to my cousins, Avram and Moshe, who really supported me, and, and this is your shout-out. So, like, Hershey, you're a DJ, so how does, how does your music uh, writing uh, get influenced by your beatboxing? Mark, your artistry and, and music education are tied up together. I don't understand. I don't understand. You're going to go second. And Chris, you're going to go third. You're a music educator. How does beatboxing influence your music education? So, Hershey, let's start with you. Well, I know. I was a beatboxer first. Because um, I started making little ticks, you know. And then, Same. like, you know, that went into music when I saw Dougie Fresh and Blake Lewis on American Idol in 2007. And I was like, who, who are these people? This is cool. Um, but how does that go with DJing and making music? Well, you know, it's. I feel like I've always said that DJing and beatboxing for me have been a very beautiful marriage. They've always been and worked together so well. When I'm beatboxing, actually, beatboxing helped me beat match, learn to beat match when it's DJing because I would sit there and I would count the beats, but I would do it. And then, you know, just cue up the, the track with that and then keep the beat. And then, okay, and then if we get turn, turn up the tempo, you know, with the other songs, like, okay. Because I started with vinyl. I didn't start with with computer or anything Old like school. that. I did, yeah. So I had to beat match by ear. So I was like, I kind of had a guess. I was like, okay, this is, sounds like 128. And then the one I'm doing now did sounds you have a little bit faster. So. Oh, duh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I never... I never practiced at home. I just don't... I'm not a person that practices often, which is bad because I should. But I... When I started DJing, I went out to the gigs and just fucked up live. And that I learned real quick, you know, to Shout not to do doing that. it live. Yeah. Do it live. Um, do it live. Yeah, yeah. We're doing it live. But yeah. And then when it comes to making music, all my ideas, I go through my head and I mostly do through my mouth and write it down and record. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Amazing. Oh, my God. Mark, can you explain what you do? Hi. Um, so I do a lot of stuff. And open-ended question. A very open-ended question. The way I kind of put it is beatboxing has been my through line. You know, I've been making sounds. If you've seen my TED Talk, I've been making sounds for as long as I can live. I've gotten in trouble for my whole life for making sounds. I went to NYU where I was studying music business, and in my internships I get in trouble because I couldn't stop making sounds. And so I hit a point where I was like, maybe this should be the undercurrent. And so that's always kind of been... I think of it as a meta language. It's the way I talk about everything else. It's not the other way around. It was, it was a, I never set out to be a beatboxer. I just couldn't stop beatboxing. And that led me to the community. That was, led us to, you know, starting the beatbox house and getting people together and community building and saying, the feeling, imagine, you know, you speak English your whole life. You're in a foreign country. No one speaks English. And you bump into someone who speaks your language. And you're just like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Oh, I can just talk about the sandwich I had. It's great. There's always, like, something you can, you know, you can connect with people on a real raw, deep level. And that's what I feel with beatboxing. And that's always what it's been about is connecting, connecting people with that. So education is a big part of it, too. Seeing beatboxing as a tool, something that we all have, something that we all can share together. So the more we can share those tools, the more other people can connect with themselves. So that's been a big kind of undercurrent in my business and other aspects of my life that are tied to beatboxing. Brilliant. Chris, how do you teach music with beatboxing? <laughs> uh, ooh. What a question. You start with boots and cats. That's well, my guess. Yeah. It's, uh, 
teaching music is a really advanced sound, Chris. I've, I'm yeah. feeling you don't sound start there. Well, I mean, you could, you could essentially. I did. Well, I mean, just uh, like with what Mark was saying with his podcast, like everybody has the ability to beatbox because everybody can talk. Like it's just accentuated speech. Like you're speaking in rhythm. There's a cadence. The only thing that's really different between singing, uh, different between singing, and uh, speaking is that when I'm, if I were to take out the words, I, I'm sliding around, right? But if I'm singing, I'm going, I'm going up stepwise, and then going down stepwise. So I'm just like creating these steps with my voice and when I'm speaking going so all you gotta yeah you all you gotta do is just be like hey you already all have the tools in order to make all the sounds it's just about recontextualizing what it is that you already know how to do in order to communicate through music because all you're doing with music is communicating that's that's it there's it's not complicated it's just you gotta do like a million times for it to sound amazing. And that's just the practice of it, you know? So, yeah, I mean, one of the things it. that came up when I was speaking with Ben Mirren, he was like, yo, this is a primordial music. This is a primordial language. Yeah. And, you know, we as humans have been doing this, communicating with our vocal cords musically and in terms of communication since the dawn of time. And, and just like Mark said in the first place, like, we are all beatboxers because we all have this within our throat or something. You know, you can talk to somebody else about the mechanics, but we have this all within us, right, to, to tap into and to engage with, which is why it's exciting that, you know, beatboxing is almost, I think, not yet, but about to have this moment for everybody to engage with it. So one thing to think about, a lot of times people yeah, say, well, lit. I can never beatbox. You need to be talented to do that. Well, I say, well, how did you learn your mother tongue? And they go, well, oh, I, just, I just learned it. And you're like, right, well, how, how did you learn English? Oh, I just... Just learned it, you know. It's, it's, right, but how did you? I don't know. Just you know, start talking, right? That's so, literally how I learned the sucker punch. He's <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> so, so what, what you're demonstrating? Right, like that's how it sounds. I wish that was on camera. <laughs> no, that's how it oh, sounds, oh, and all oh, of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what you, what you're doing there is you're babbling. You're doing what every, every baby is born with the ability to speak any language, but as you start to learn your mother tongue, your brain essentially shuts off these other pathways, and then by the time you're about 14, you lose the ability to lose, learn another language fluently, which means when you're born, you're babbling, you have the ability to learn any sound, any language, any structure, and so what beatboxing is doing is tapping back into that. And a lot of times people feel kind of like a baby. You're drooling, you're spitting, you look weird. People are going, yeah. you know, you, you, you struggle and you suck for a long time, right? I mean, think about like little kids, how long it takes them to learn English. I still barely speak English. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a pursuit of a lifetime. And beatboxing is the exact same thing where you start out babbling. You got it when you're starting out. This is the first thing I tell people, you know, students, you're going to drool, you're going to spit, you're going to look weird, and you're going to feel shameful. You know, a lot of times when kids are little, someone says, you know, speak like an adult, use your words. And we get socialized to feel the sense of shame around not speaking properly. So I see it with a lot of students when they try to sound, oh, it didn't sound right. I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. I'm a, they just block it off with that sense of shame. So that's the first thing is to be comfortable being to babble to just make yes. weird faces, weird sounds. And once you feel comfortable doing that, you can, I'm confident you can learn anything. It's not even about, like, being good, too. Like, beatboxing, like, I wasn't good until, like, maybe, like, two years ago, and I've been doing this for, like, 12 years. So, for 10 years, I sucked. 
but I just loved doing it. <laughs> that wasn't about being good, it was about just, you know, expressing yourself. Right. Can can I add one yes, thing to that? Of course you so can add. You're the star. Every <laughs> you guys oh, are the man. stars. I'm like Chris. Chris. I'm <laughs> blushing, but you can't really say because I'm like really brown right now. I'm like anyway. Yeah, I mean, because I was in the sun over like the weekend. What about last week? I was. That's the truth. I got a, a really nice tin. Anyway, go in. Go in. Um, so everybody is talented. Everybody has talent, right? And just like Mark, skill is developed over time. Skill is developed over time. So you, if you do, like, if someone's like, baseball, 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 it's going to sound like baseball, baseball. But, like, eventually, like, 15 years of baseball, 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 like, it'll sound like something that might actually resemble in an instrument. You're like, wow, you took time to refine this thing. And if you have the, the dedication and, like, the patience to, like, sit there and go... Over and over and over and over again, and you're conscious of how you want to construct the sound. It will get better and better as long as you have like the conscious, um, the the intent to make that sound better. So That's brilliant. Yeah. I have no, I have no logical transition, so I'm gonna do no transition. Yeah, that's the way to do shout it. Out, shout out to MB14, who was like the king of the no transition because he literally said it out loud one time. Um, I want to get, I want to get um, a question from from Instagram, from the masses, from you guys, and this is from someone with an indiscriminate handle who's probably in my DMs asking for a fallback, and <laughs> and um, yeah, you don't have to respond to that. Whoever gets it, gets it, right? And they want to know, it's, it's actually funny, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this my own question. Um, we've covered some pretty, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll talk while you guys react. We've covered some pretty, pretty serious stuff. So people have come up to me and said things like, you know, Tani, special effects, it sounds like a real podcast. I was like, yeah, yeah, duh. <laughs> I've been working on this shit for a year and a half. I hope so. And I'm just going to start with you, Chris. Uh, and then Hershey, and okay. then Mark, because I forgot the order I was about to go in. But like, what was the best backhanded compliment you've gotten about your beatbox? Oh man, this is my favorite one, because I get so many, it's my favorite. It's like, oh dude, that was like actually really good. That was actually really good. I didn't think you were that because, good, but. Yeah, because I expected you to be terrible. No, but yeah, I get that a lot. Oh that's, my that's God. My favorite. That's my favorite People one. are the okay. best. Yeah. Hershey, what about you? Oh my God, wow, you're so amazing, so good, I love you, you're so good for a girl. People are really special, aren't they? I'm sorry, just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause the podcast and vomit real quick. Mark, what about you? Uh, I think for me, when I won the American Champs, I got a ton of hate. And, so funny, that's our yeah. next question. Oh, great, great, great. I'm glad I read your mind. I think for me, um, one of the, the comments people kept saying is that I won using only hi-hats. And so people started calling me the hi-hat god. And that's something I've completely adopted. <laughs> and I, I, I fully support now. You know, some people are like the liberal god or like inward throat-based god. I'm completely content being the hi-hat god. Wait, for those of you who don't know, it's like literally the first sound you learn. And I'm completely content with that. Wait, can I say something yeah, to please. that? I say this to everybody. And I mean everybody. Like, hi-hats are the most important part of the beat. I don't care what anybody says. Right now, on the record, right now, hi-hats are the most important part of the beat because they tell you what the beat is supposed to feel like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> so shout out to you guys. I know, I know. I'm like, is this real? Is this guy actually hosting a podcast? Anyway, I'm going to edit all this out to make myself sound really good. Don't worry. <laughs> Shout out to Tony, wherever Tony is, because <laughs> Tony taught me how to do that. Okay, so Mark, you already hinted at it, but like there's a lot of ignorance on beatboxing social media. People came after Chelsea's. <laughs> Hershey's like, what ignorance? No. People came after you after you won the American Champs. Hershey, people come after you for breathing. I don't... <laughs> I don't even get it. I don't understand. I'm in here. People are people are on Instagram putting the beef emoji like for people like saying, "Hey, how do you how do you do a lip roll?" And someone's like, "Ooh, that's a lot of beef right there." And like, there's a lot of ignorance going around the community. Um, I threw it on the floor. Mark, could you explain to me what's going on with with the ignorance and the beatboxing scene? What we're doing as a community to move beyond that to help educate the people who are in our scene and and how it is as the person who is the subject of the ignorance. Hi, how's everyone doing? Uh, I think Go um, off. one of the, the best ways to talk about it is kind of what are you doing with this, right? Um, what does this tool do? What is this for? What is its function? Um, you know, a lot of people are like, look at this giant contraption I made. It, it, it turns pancakes into, into rocket fuel for this hamster that I've, I've created out of cardboard. You know, it's like, wow, that's, like, that's great if you're trying to get this hamster from point A to point B, but... Um, here we are. So what the hell? Well, that was so. As as you see, it's things are frequently self-contained. The the function of this. Oh, uh, this is hard to do. Thus, it is good, rather than it is good. So when you look at a lot of beatboxers, this is kind of the conversation about technicality versus musicality and where people conflate the two. For those who aren't familiar, the kind of argument is technicality means fast, musical means singing. It's, it's kind of this, this two-camp world that beatboxers have been splitting between. All these debates, is singing even beatboxing? And really good drums make you win. It's been this kind of duality. And so when talking about function, it's, okay, that's a cool bass, that's a cool sound, but how does it make the audience feel? Are they excited? Do they feel energized? And a lot of my experience, how I really got into the beatboxing scene in New York was working with rappers. Now, rappers don't care what technique you use at all. They want to rap. So they for, want a clean pocket. They, they want groove. So my, uh, my um, not my metronome, but my thermometer always was, I would beatbox me, maybe two other beatboxers, and like 30 rappers for like three hours straight. So if you get tired, they turn on the Bluetooth speaker. So it's like, really, you got to keep up the energy, keep up the vibe. So what happened is I knew I was doing a good job because all the rappers be like, ah, ah, I want to go. Ah, ah. They were literally fighting to rap over my beat. But if I was doing it bad, they'd be on their phones and they'd be looking other way. So a lot of my, my experience coming into the battle scene was this idea of, can I cultivate energy? Can I get a room, a cypher, a group full of people energized, feeling something, ready to go, let's go, ah, 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 right? Right, right, right? I love making noises, ah. Yeah. So the, the kind of opposite, of imagine someone reading like a book, like reading out of like a physics book, and like, and when the quantum particles have become entangled, they cease to relate to each other in a subatomic manner. Now, if you take, you're like, wow, this is some like deep stuff, but I don't care. So that's kind of the flip side is what are you doing with this? If you were just listening to someone drone out about quantum mechanics in a really boring way, it's hard to really imagine. It's hard to really engage it. So that's kind of the middle ground when I think of technicality, musicality. How do you convey a message? How do you convey an idea in a powerful and real way rather than like the idea of an idea, if that makes sense? Rishi, what? I'm, I'm not even going to give a direction. I'm just, go off. Do me a favor. 
I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question one more time? <laughs> that was a lot of information. No, no. I'm, I'm, okay, I'll refocus. Let's start with your Instagram stories where you, it seems like maybe two, three times a week, explain to people that you are a really talented beatboxer who is also a woman and is also gay. And like, right. why are these th three things connected? Are well, they? Maybe they are, of, maybe they're not. A lot, of the, the, a lot of the beatboxers in the world, I believe, are 14-year-old people from Indonesia. It's a distinct possibility that that's the truth. They just, you know, they're kids. And, you know, they just maybe don't get the concept of lesbianism. Um, I don't know. I just get asked a lot in my DMs. If you want to see it, you would be horrified with some of the things that I get. Just the things that you repost are nauseating. Oh, those are funny as hell. That's why I repost them. <laughs> I'll, I'll put you, you on I have a very I'll different sense blast. of humor. It's fine. I mean, is it entertaining? I mean, you're entertaining. They are not. Right, true. If there was yeah. not you to filter out this disgusting ignorance, yeah. it probably wouldn't be. Honest. I mean, there's so many things I could talk about with the ignorance of the beatbox community or just communities or just people in general. But when it comes to our community, it's uh, I could, I'm just going to go off about being a woman. I don't even have to say about being sure. gay. Just being a woman in general is like, God damn it. Why? Like, I just want to make music. Leave me alone. Don't compare me to other female. You know how many times I get compared to Kayla? She's not as good as Kayla. Okay, we have different styles. That's like saying, LM is not as good as Alexino. Or MB14 is not as good as, I don't know, who's a really technical beatboxer? <laughs> Crystalise. <laughs> He's really technical. He's really good. Those probably weren't very good references, but you get what I mean. It's just like, I don't know, it's stupid. It's like, oh, you can't be this good because you're a female. Or, oh, you're good because you're a female or oh I hate you because you're a female or oh I hate that you beat this person because you're a female I was like I'm sorry I'm a woman that sucks for you how's it for you how's it for me I love it rumor has it it's, <laughs> rumor has it it's great it's it's pretty fantastic you know minus like you know one time a month it's great <laughs> Gonna, I'm talking just, about beatboxing. I'm talking, let about, that no, no, no. I'm talking about the one time when, like, you really like are going in, and then you just like. <clears throat> although, actually, Chris loves the fact that like beatboxing makes him want to pass out, but I personally am not it's too true. much of a fan. It's true. Yeah, he that's why I kept doing. Yeah, it's because he gets the high oh off it. <laughs> yeah. It's true. We talk about this quite often, actually. Yeah. Oh my god. What, what was the question you, again? Why, you, <laughs> I don't even know. I can't control this. Oh my god, you guys are too funny. <laughs> We're fun people. What do you I know. want? Why do you think I invited you? Because I am not. <laughs> no, you're Don't tell anybody who's listening to the podcast. Download the podcast. Subscribe. Rate and review. Five stars. You know, we've only gotten five stars. Beatboxhouse.com. Yes. All, plug everything. Plug, plug everything. DJ Hershey. DJHershey.com. That's right. I have a website. All right. We, we, we all have websites. We all have things. Okay. Shout out Joey. Um, I've got I've got one last question. Unless Chris, you want to go in real quick? I do. Go in. I do. Go in. Um. So raise your hand if you ever remember being 13. Anybody? Everybody remember junior high school? It sucked. Okay. Junior high school was not fun for anybody. I blacked it out actually. Okay. Exactly. So imagine you are 13, but you have access to another world on a screen. You have a supercomputer in your pocket and you pull it out and you can say whatever you want and you have no consequences. 
And you're like, ah, oh, you suck. You're, you're a bitch ass and I hate you. Eh, ha, ha, ha. But really, you're just like really upset because, you know, you got an F on your math test or like, no, but that's the, re that's the reality. Because I know when I was 13, uh, I used the internet as a way to escape where I was, and my parents were super strict, and I couldn't go outside. I couldn't express myself. I come from a first-generation uh, Roman Catholic Filipino household, right? Yeah, shout out to the Philippines. Woohoo! Dr. Brick. Um, but, like, the internet was a way for me to vent my frustration, and I think it, the, a big conversation here is, A, empathy, uh, B, masculinity, and C, feminism. In that feminism, if the de definition is ha women having the same rights as men. just That's just, just equality. You're talking about people being equal. Not treated better than, just the same. Because we live in a society where that's just, not, that's just not the case. It's not yet. And those are the things, that, those are the real conversations that we have to have. And if we're talking about raising up a community, we need to have conversations like, hey, why are you so upset? Maybe like your family's going through something, you don't know how, you have no one to talk to. So like compassion is like a really big part of that. I had this happen, to, I made a post about this the other day. This kid, one time, he was like, hey, 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 napalm, beat your ass, you bitch ass. And I was like, Ooh, yeah, I'm going to post about it. And I posted it on my Instagram, and everyone's like, hey, fuck this kid, yeah. And then I thought about it, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, and you're talking about Reap's one is commenting, oh, I don't know who this kid is. And then, like, Darnie's like, oh, people with so low self-esteem. And then I thought about it, and I was like, shit. Like, this kid's probably, like, 13 in the middle of a village in India somewhere. He and he has nobody. And I was, so I reached out to him, and I was like, hey, like, that wasn't a nice thing that you said. Why did you say that? And I had a conversation. And now he messages me every day. He messages me. And he's like, hey, where are you? Can we talk? But, like, it's really about that conversation. No, but I'm just saying, like, a lot of the time, this is, you're talking about young kids who have no outlet who, in, in order for them to express themselves, you know? So our jobs as, especially us right now on this stage, is to, like, open up the space for, like, people to be who they truly are. And if we're really about having them express themselves through this medium of beatboxing, we have to have these conversations. Absolutely. I'll give room for snaps and claps. You know, one of the things that I'm trying to do with special effects, and, and when people ask me about my time, you know, learning and enmeshing myself in the beatboxing community, is that, you know, the things that most communities, the things that all communities are dealing with, the beatboxing community is experiencing them the same way. Yeah. There's sexism, there's racism, there's gross stuff in the world, and that manifests in the beatboxing community just like it does everywhere else. And the beatboxing community, through its expression of self and, and community, are really, you know, working just as hard as anybody else, and not to 100% success, just like anywhere else, but to, to, you know, move that from within this community. And I think it's really interesting. It took me a while to understand that this community is not unique. You know, every community goes through relatively similar things. People are trying to find themselves. People, you know, in, invest themselves in a community to help them find who they are. They're beatboxing to find themselves in music. And whatever it is, just like Chris is saying, you know, these people want to find themselves and, you know, they need help, clearly, clearly. And again, I have no transition. And so we only have... <laughs> 
in the podcast, I'm gonna put some sweet little sound effect like exactly. That was even better than mine. You're a professional and I'm not. And and so we've got time for one last question, and it's my favorite question that I wrote two weeks ago, and I've been very excited. So we're gonna start. Just we're gonna go in order. In three words or less, tell the story of your most embarrassing beatboxing moment. Event. Moment. Beatboxing moment. moment. Three three words or less. Most embarrassing beatboxing moment. And we'll let everybody else in this room's imagination take the take the reins from there. Does it have to be from a battle? From anything beatboxing related. (laughs) Mark's in here like going into a coma. Why? Because I'm a genius. (laughs) Oh no. This means I asked a very good question, everybody. This is podcasting 101. Ask a question that it really, really embarrasses and quiets your guests so that they have nothing to say. That's really good audio. <laughs> have I given you enough time to think? Or I can babble forever. Those are my three words. Oh, okay. Amazing. I have no idea. And now I'm just Im- imagining you like walking into a pen of elephants, beatboxing, and they're just like, no, and they push you into mud. Chris, what about you? Can we stay focused? This is a serious podcast. This is a serious podcast, everybody. Can we stay focused, please? Yeah. Does that count? I need a little more. I need a little more. <laughs> Man. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> That's three. That's three. Amazing. Hershey? Wait, it has to be three words? Three words. Oh, most. Fuck. I know. Those are two. Be careful with your last one. I'll give you those two back if you really have good words. You got a mess on the floor. When are we going to clean this up? Uh, okay. For reference, I was drunk. What's drunk? I. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go ahead. Interesting. Go ahead. Sounds about right. Oh, God. <laughs> Peed. No. <laughs> Keep going. Finish it. Finish it. Finish it. Go ahead. Finish. What, what's the end? A bit. <laughs> that, no. That's not even grammatically correct. Shut the fuck oh up. Oh my goodness. What happened? Here? I just shared this to all fifty. For reference, a mitt is one person's name. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay. Okay. I said. I said we're gonna leave this to everybody's imaginations. But like. Oh my God, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no context, goodness. no nothing. If you, I mean, that's DJHershey.com. If you want to know the details of that story, post on her Instagram. That's at Hershey. Her backup account is at DJ Hershey. If you want, if you want, you plug me in after that. Shit. <laughs> this is a public podcast. This is a visual podcast. Yo, make some noise for Mark, Mark, Chris, Elise, and Hershey. Make some noise for the mess of note cards I put on the floor because I'm not a professional. Shout out to me being a professional. I'm a yeah. professional. Make some noise for the mess on the floor. Mess on the floor. <laughs> now special facts. Hey, everybody special come to the front. All right, you're done. Dominate the past. Overcome the present. Extrapolate the future, overpower, start to finish. Okay, that is all I have for now. 
Thank you so much to Ghost, Exacto, Dr. Brick, and CTB for beatboxing in the special effects launch battle, and to Hershey, Crystalese, and Mark Martin for judging and speaking on the live podcast. Additional thanks to Jake Rich, Kayla Milady, Jack Nasty, and the rest of the American Beatbox Championship team for helping me run the launch party and for hosting videos of the battle on their YouTube channel. You can find links to all those showcases and battles in the show notes. I started working on special effects nearly three years ago, back in 2018, and the number of people who helped me on my path from then to now is too long to possibly shout everyone out, but I do want to say some belated thank yous before signing off this last episode. First off, thank you so much to everyone who was a guest on the show. Every single one of you strengthened my self-belief, and the show is better for each and every interview. I want to give an extra pair of personal shout-outs to Kazui Wai of Human Beatbox and to Josh Leviton, aka the legendary Orthobox, for giving me some additional help. And in Josh's case, for contributing some amazing beats to episode one. And I am happily willing to admit that I still regularly listen to those freestyles. Second off, huge shout-out to Beth Mann, Trung Bao, and Abdullah Justanya. Trung and Abdullah each contributed some of their music to be part of the Special FX soundscape and Beth made all the amazing art for Special Effects. I remember the first time Beth brought me a mock-up of the Special Effects artwork, I almost started crying because it was so good. Real men use pink in their podcast logos. Third, shout out to my guy Natan Galan, AKA Bob Ross. The Space Labs loss was my gain and it was great having an official intern for Special Effects. Galan handled the transcript and the website, thankless jobs that took a ton of time but were absolutely crucial to me and to the show. I knew I wanted to make a podcast that was accessible to all people, and having transcripts on the website was an absolute must. Late in the summer of 2019, I found out from my grandmother that someone had used the transcripts as their main entry point to Special Effects, and that made me tremendously happy. Glan helped Special Effects reach people of all abilities, and he's a great hang. He still hasn't come to me for a letter of recommendation, but I like him all the same. I really appreciate it, dude. Fourth, thank you a million, a million times to Kathy Russo, Tony Deck, Frank Imperial, and the entirety of the Stony Brook Audio Podcasting Fellowship. Getting into your program off the waitlist is a top five important moment in my life, and special effects would never have happened without the fellowship. Both the staff and my classmates invested countless hours in me and my show, reading scripts, helping mix episodes, hosting me in your homes, and patiently telling me to re-record narrations that I thought were good, but in fact, were not. The year that I made Special FX was an incredibly difficult year in my personal life, and the entire fellowship stood behind me and propped me up. I'm forever thankful for your support and for your love. I'm not emotional, you are. Fifth, I want to thank my parents. There were moments in the Special FX process when I was on the floor and you picked me up and you didn't let me fall back down. You gave me a closet studio under the stairs to record, you edited scripts, and you stood by my side through the whole thing. The highs, the lows, and the times when I thought the whole thing was going to collapse like a house of cards. I love you. And last, but most certainly not least, is my brother Yona. You might remember from episode one that Yona is the beatboxer in my family. That was true then, and it is still true now. Yona got me into beatbox, gave me editorial advice, contributed a beat to the trailer, and spent a week of nights he should have been sleeping watching the entire history of the Beatbox Battle World Championships with me. I appreciate it, dude. Shouts to every single person who has listened to Special Effects, liked on social media, told a friend, or pretended to be interested when I explained what I do. You guys rock. And to everybody who likes beatbox, whether you're a current beatboxer, future beatboxer, or just a fan like me, 
Ish. I'm Tani Levitt, and this has been Special Effects. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to see you at a beatbox event soon.